So Alex Ross is a guy who uh, did all the, the the Planet X and Earth uh-huh. X for Marvel. Yeah. With and Captain America the, and that whole alternate, like, universe, that future universe. Have you read those? Uh, no. Those uh, good. The only future stuff I've read is, like, that 2099, all that shit. No, dude, you got to try and read um, uh, Earth X. That's the one where Captain America is, like, bald and he has the A, like, uh... Um, scarred up on his forehead and shit. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. Like, dude, it's it's iconic. What? Like, you gotta like yeah. fucking look it up. And then he has like the American flag uh, draped across his shoulder and shit, and his shield. It's fucking dope, dude. Honestly, yeah. it's awesome. It's all it's right. good shit. Um, and, and Alex it, Ross did all that. Um, he did the art. He he did okay. the art. Um, the story I forget who did it, but he he did the artwork for the you know the, the graphic novel. And, okay, then he, okay. and then he did also um, A Kingdom Come for DC, right? Yeah, that's the one I know. That's yeah. the good one with the Superman with that uh, black and red S logo. That's, dude, yeah. that's my, I think that's my favorite Superman logo. It is. Uh, it's so it's, good. It's clean. Yes. Like it's, it's, it's like basically it's somehow as iconic as the OG one, you know? Yes, I agree. And uh, it was cool. I met Alex Ross. I fucking uh, waited Joke. online. Um, back in uh, what fucking year was it was oh four maybe oh, um, wow. okay in Midtown Comics right he, he was signing comics and I had um, my copy of Kingdom Come and he signed my copy of Kingdom Come and Sick. then that's fucking awesome <laughs> oh, and dude. um and he's a a cool dude super nice that's good to hear because it's like you know you don't want him to be talented but be a dick no uh, yeah I know but, no, <laughs> he, he's super humble I was like damn like you're super you know. Shit, like you know, he he's he's a little ner- like you wouldn't even like expect him to be like Alex Ross, you know? <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Yeah, speaking, of, yeah, <laughs> folks. Right. Let's just start it off. Yeah. Welcome, folks. What's going on? Uh, to the episode thirty-four, no, thirty-five of uh, yes, 35, the official yeah. Corpse Feed Podcast, the Morgue, and with me always is my man from Teja, Mister Nick Valdez of ComicBook.com. What's up, man? Howdy, everybody. How you doing, Arturo? I am doing good, man. I'm doing good. And uh, it was cool talking about that stuff before. That was fun. No, uh, yeah, the, the superhero stuff. Yeah. Like, speaking of, yeah. uh, so Justice League, we've talked about it on the show before, just in passing. But, like, uh, you, we I, we both agree that it was good, right? I thought it was, like, fine. I, like, a, you know what? I didn't hate it. You know, yeah, I liked right? it. You know, like, That's exactly I, my feeling. I... Yeah was able to finish it and i was like oh okay cool you know and then yeah that's it, like it's it, yeah it's one of those things where i saw it it was solid and then but i'm like i have no desire to ever see it again maybe like sometimes it's on tv yeah catch it's, it on like tbs it's a bit know? long-winded you know yeah um but it was cool uh it was better than expected honestly okay okay so you say it's a log right um so 
Yeah, it felt a yeah. little long. Now it's going to get even longer, Arthur. Here so we go. The, <laughs> when Justice League came out, there was this whole thing about, like, uh, so Zack Snyder, some tragic shit, like, happened to his family. Oh, my God, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And unfortunately, he had to back out of it. And then Joss Whedon took over, and eventually with, like, so much, like, studio interference and cutting and... So after all of that, uh, when a movie came out, all this stuff started to come out about like Zack Snyder's vision of the film and what he shot. Like we like stuff like, oh, Dark Side was supposed to be in it. There was supposed wow. to be more like the, the flash time travel thing was supposed to be explained. You remember in like where he just kind of pops in for like two seconds? Yes. Yes. I remember yeah. that. So, so like and then like the dream sequence with like, uh, uh, wait, no, that was. Was that Batman v Superman or Justice League? You know what? It doesn't matter. So the whole thing, like, and Superman's, like, revival and all that stuff. Oh, with the fake, uh, you know, the CGI, uh, the CGI upper lip, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, so, like, all that stuff was, uh, so they call it, they, it started to be called the Snyder Cut. Like, that, like, in this cut, like, it's kind of like, you remember Blade Runner? And like uh, yes, the Blade the Blade Runner director's cut where everything's like, oh now it's now it all makes sense with the director, you know, the original vision before the you know, it's shit like that. It was like um uh, uh, for instance, one of my favorite films, um Apocalypse Now. Yes, um, yes, we redo your the redux of that film is actually I prefer it over the original. Um and it's like super long, but it's um it's it flows really well, you know what I mean? Right. Um so, so it's able like you're able to intake it because it, it was yes. it just it, it was just really well made and they knew how to like, you know, make everything kind of flow well that way like you don't get stuck in certain scenes and certain, you know, uh, portions of the film for too long at you know fucking coppola did a great job with that so right one of my favorites. but so, so while talking coppola we now talk go back to snyder you know big change of directors there oh but <laughs> but so okay so what all this boils down to is all the fans started asking for it a lot for like the last couple of years uh, basically, ever since Justice League came out, they're like, oh, release the Snyder Cut. You know, because, oh, the Snyder Cut is the director's cut that makes everything better. Now, it was, an, like, after all these years of fans asking for it, it was announced that it's coming to HBO Max next year. But this is, like, a super director's cut. I um, I read that article that you uh, shot in the chat, and um, yes. I'm excited. Yeah, um, it's a, it's I a gotta super say, sequel. I'm excited. Or it's, like, a super cut. You know why? Because okay. like it's it's wild. He's bringing back all the like the original composers and the editors and the crew members. Yes. and like, dude, he's like bringing back pretty pretty much the entire production. Yeah, um, they they're making it. Uh, it's so it's not going to be like unfinished scenes. It's all like it's going to be completed, yeah. like a, a full completed movie with. And so reportedly, they were spending like twenty to thirty million on this. That's wild. But, so like, do you know if? They're going to do reshoots or they're going to shoot extra stuff. Like, I'm a little confused as to what no. they actually have so okay. far. So he, Zack Snyder said, basically what the idea is, there's four hours of content that he shot. Okay. Okay. He said, he, he basically said that he stated the theatrical movie we got was about half of what he actually like what he actually produced and all that stuff i heard it was less than half it's some shit like it's that it's something yeah. like that if that's the case that's wild 
Yeah, so like because the, it was the plan, a lot of shit in that movie. Yeah, the plan for the Snyder cut, it's either going to be a four-hour director's cut, or like it's going to be like dropped in like six TV chunks. You know, basically like like, like a Netflix series adjacent. Kind of shit. Yes, yes, and uh, I can see why they're spending money because it it's going to drive people to HBO Max. Luckily, um, yeah, I am a subscriber of HBO already, and if you are, you <laughs> are you already have HBO Max. Right. Um, uh, so text, it's, it's coming your way, buddy. It's uh, it's great. Um, I'd like the four hour movie just because I know the movie already. You know, that's true. Um, yeah. I, you know, don't make me wait for other stuff. Like, show me the four hour movie. You know. Yeah, that's true. Because if if they do it in TV chunks, is it going to be like oh one a week, or are they just going to drop it all at once? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it'll be too much. Because it's like, what are you doing? Like a little superhero show now? You know, just give me the fucking movie. <laughs> you know, yeah, like uh, give yeah. me the shit that I wanted fucking years ago. I don't want it in a show. So I so I'm hoping that we get the actual chunk. You know of uh, yeah. Uh, of a film that he has there. So I'm excited, yeah. dude. I'm excited. Like, it's cool to see. Cause like now it's like, you know, fuck it, you know, uh, like show me something different. So I, I'm curious to see what is different in his cut. And, uh, and if it's, if it could kind of imagine if it's good enough that it can restart this whole DC universe shit. Right. You know, that's the thing too. Like I was thinking about that. So, what if this turns out to be the, like, okay, best case scenario, Arturo, this is the greatest movie we'll ever see in our lives, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So what? You yeah. Because it's like the, 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 the universe is long dead and revived, you know? Yeah. Like they, they're and, restarting like, it with listen, like a, like a new I, Batman and shit. Listen, me, personally for me, I'm just excited because I get to see Cavill again as Superman. And, exactly. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. like, you know, just give me that again. And with fresh scenes that I haven't seen as well, I'm like, I'm all for it. And with Affleck as Batman, and, uh, you know, I'm all for it, dude. I'm, I'm down, man. Yeah, I'm, me too. I love the superhero shit. Me too, but I was thinking about that. I was just like, they're they're putting so much on, like, just to deliver something for the fans. Like, this is just a fan thing. Like, it really is. And, it you know, it's coming out on HBO Max next year. So, you know, all these people are going to get to get Max for the first time because of that stuff. Dude. Yeah. And, man. like, if they just want the Max money, then there you go. But, like, I don't know. You're right, Arturo. Maybe... I mean, best case scenario, if it is the greatest movie we'll ever see in our life, they definitely are going to just restart that universe, you know? Yeah. We'll, they'll make a Man of Steel 2 happen. Could you, like, just throw him in Black Adam? Fuck I'd it. fucking, that'd be great. You know, like, why not? Just as a surprise, just being like, you know what, Henry, you got you got a space suit thing? We just made a billion dollars off this Snyder Cut thing. Let's, let's, let's give you Man of Steel 2 finally. It's like, what are you doing right now, Cavill? What, what Witcher? <laughs> Come on, you can, you can feel film witcher already and and do superman all right that's true they'll probably they'll probably do that they'll probably do that they'll probably be like look go film your witcher thing in the in between man of steels if i was cabo i would totally do it yeah because he'll be constantly working fuck yeah superman and uh what gerald was uh gerald yeah that's there i mean like henry cavill man we've talked about that like he that's it's a waste <laughs> like it's tragic we lost him as superman man but uh let's see what happens but you did mention something about restarting a universe right also recently uh news broke that uh mr david arquette is uh yes. reprising his role as mr dewey cox 
Yes. And I'm sorry, I didn't have Dewey Cox, just Dewey. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, Officer Dewey. Officer yeah, Dewey. Dewey. Dewey Cox is walk hard, man. Walk hard. <laughs> Smell walk that hard. shit, baby. Smell that shit. <laughs> you, don't want none of, you don't want no part of this, Dewey. <laughs> I, I think I do. <laughs> oh, that's a good movie. Low key, low, yeah. That's a low, low key good movie. Honestly, it is low key because that's another just like I saw it on DVD. Dude, I saw it in theaters. You saw it in theaters? I saw it in theaters, wow. bro, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know it came out. It was just like... <laughs> yeah, dude, I saw it in theaters, bro. <laughs> That's how I saw a lot of movies back in the day, dude, around that time. It but, was just like, you know, you, you see it happened to be a DVD of Blockbuster or something. It was yeah, that or like the, you know, the illegal cable box. Speaking of the illegal cable box, so that's how I first saw Scream, by the way. Back to our right. topic oh. at hand. Oh, yeah, David Arquette, Dewey <laughs> slash um, uh, not Cox, but um, uh, his wife is Cox, right? Courtney yeah. Cox. So yep. you know it kind of works out um, because you know she makes more money than he does. So you know it's Dewey Cox. Um, so hey, but he was a he was a WCW champion. Yeah, he was ready to rumble <laughs> and that uh, what that other movie that Spiders movie, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, eight legged freaks, right? Eight legged freaks. Yes, he was that. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> no, but it's cool. I love Dewey. Like I thought his character was. I love David Arquette as him too. Yeah, like, I like David Arquette. He's he's a cool dude. He's a funny dude. He is funny. Yeah. Um, and I like how uh, he was deep into wrestling. That he kind of oh, like got yeah. mad shine on WCW back. Him as Dewey is great. His Dewey. Dewey's a character that, like, he fails. He's kind of bumbling. Yeah. But he also wins at the end of the yes, day. Yes, exactly. That's why it's so great because it's like, oh, he's he's like that, like, lovable kind of lughead, he's a goof. you know? Yeah, he's a goof. Yeah, like, he's a big goof. you know? It's like, oh, Dewey, bless your heart, you know? Yeah, uh, but then he's still the hero. But, then, he, like, but then, you know, he's actually, he actually knows what he's doing, you know? He, yeah. Because he's... That's why he's a fucking cop, you know? <laughs> like, they wouldn't give him a badge and a gun if he didn't know what he was doing, right? So, uh, I'm glad him and Gail can uh, you know, get it all. Yeah, because, um, like... <laughs> I wonder if Gail's coming back. You know if Courtney Cox's coming back? Yeah, because, like, uh, I know Nev Campbell said they were... they were they She said that they were still talking about it, like, which is basically the same report that came before him. So, she's not confirmed either. So... Interesting. It... Yeah, like if David Arquette's in it, you can do like that's it. if you want to do basically like another movie in this universe, you can. You know, do it they doesn't have a always. Script already? Do you know if they have like already a story in play, like a like yeah. a, a script so, and everything that's good so, enough? Yes. Yeah, so the Ready or Not directors, uh, they are doing this. They are also writing it. So yeah, and she Nev Campbell was uh, the last report she gave was that she was talking to him about it and the actual script. Was that, um, this is your comment on the script. I got this really, really respectful letter from the directors, which is the Ready or Not, um, the Ready or Not duo of the new one. They came to me with Scream 5, and these directors are incredibly talented. They wrote a letter honoring Wes in such a beautiful way, and they expressed that the reason they make horror movies is because of Wes in the Scream films. It was just beautiful. I had really thought that the only way I'd step into a new project with directors is if they really wanted to honor him. That That's her. Good, man. Um, yeah. That could be, you know, the Halloween 2018 version of Scream, you know? Yeah, because I was thinking, because Scream, uh, well, I know, I was like, we'll have to have a full conversation because I still want to break it down. But, like, Scream 4, it, 
the main trio survives again. You know, Gale, uh, Gale, Dewey, and Sydney all survive. So, like, in five, one of them's gotta go. You know. Yeah, we'll talk Scream soon, real soon. <laughs> Maybe next week soon. But um, you can you can definitely do it now. Like you're right. Like a Halloween after Halloween, I basically like that's a blueprint. Yeah, you know, like. You, you, it's like, oh, let's go back to the actual story that worked. <laughs> you know? Let's go back yeah. to the story that actually captivated the audience and and people wanted to um, actually listen. Yeah. Like, if you're going to reboot everything anyway, right? Like, you give us something new, like we've said before, but also, why not bring the old in? Exactly. Like it's it, it's there, like, st- like, Halloween worked because, like, Laurie Strode and Michael Myers, they're so iconic that you could just be like, this is what the original story was. Everybody kind of knows Exactly. It. And then, as long as you treat the material with the respect... Yeah. That uh, I think these directors would have that uh, um, in them to kind of you know do justice to uh, Craven and uh, and his franchise. I hope that works out because Ready or Not was fucking great. Ready or Not was great. Uh, yeah. I'm curious as to um, if they're gonna bring back Rose McGowan in a ghost uh, form, <laughs> you know, without her head. <laughs> Yo, that doggy door death. Yeah, we definitely we we do have to do a scream episode, but like Um, I I want to get into it. But yeah, but (laughs) that was a good one. I love that one. Hell yeah! That's like no, I love her. No, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) man, she got got real good. But uh, yeah, so you know, thanks for listening to our little (laughs) scream thing. It was going to get real in-depth there for a second, but uh, I kept focus. And this week, folks, we're going to talk about the one and only fucking RoboCop. It just kind of popped up out of the blue, man. Yeah, Um, it really did. It really did because we were like, hey, what are we doing this week? What do we want to kind of break down and dissect? And one of our buddies, uh, I think, mentioned RoboCop. He was watching RoboCop on TV. And we were like, fuck, man. Yeah. I haven't RoboCop. fucking peeped RoboCop in a hot minute. Yeah, uh, it, is, it, it works because uh, he's coming to the new Mortal Kombat. Our buddies started talking about it. And then now it's just like, RoboCop's dope. We had to watch it. We had to watch it. Yeah, so... Um, it holds up, man. It's great because mm-hmm. it's Paul Verhoeven. Um, if you know Paul Verhoeven, just think a Total Recall. If you know Total Recall, it's funny because the tone of RoboCop feels like it lives in the same universe as Total Recall. It has yeah. that same, like it knows it knows how to play with the era that the movie, not the era, but just the the year and like mm-hmm. you know the setting of the movie and the time of the movie. Uh, it just works well because, you know, like there are movies made in the 80s that just kind of don't hold up, you know, because it was just made in the 80s. But right. Paul Verhoeven did a job of just kind of making these movies feel just, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but they just feel like they're in that moment. And it's it's executed in a way where you can watch it at any time and you're you get immersed in this world and it it knows how to set the boundaries of this kind of universe you know um if that makes any sense whatsoever but um it's the same thing with robocop um so it's set in detroit um Mm. we don't know what year it is if i'm not sure if you notice a year or not no no so 
like that's uh, jumping off of your point. Like I think that's what makes it good sci-fi. Exactly, it's, it's futuristic enough where you know you you can imagine like it's in a far off future that they have all this technology and or that they can build a robot cop. You know, and they can they can do all that and they can build the ED two hundred nine and stuff like that. Yeah, and then but you can, it's also kind of gritty and it's kind of dirty and it was the same thing with Total Recall where you know everything's kind of dingy and it's so dingy and it's so like all that stuff keeps it grounded like it's not shiny sci-fi. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of James Cameron's uh, Alien. Yeah, yes, you know? it's yes, yes, and uh, his uh, even Terminator, obviously. You know, like it just uh, it it works with the time that it's meant to be in. You know what I mean? Yes, and yes. it it works so well that you can um, you can just watch it at any point at any time of your life. And it still feels like it's meant to be in that moment. You know what I mean? Yes. It yes. works very well. I like it, it, people will understand if they watch it. Um, yeah, like, it's a, it's a yeah. timeless movie. Exactly. Like, it just you know? it just kind of fits in everything. It yeah. does. It really does. And on rewatch, man, like I'm going into my 35th year on this planet, and fucking RoboCop came out, and like I think it was like what 1988 or something like that. I, I saw it as a kid, dude. I fucking I saw the entire yeah. fucking movie of RoboCop, <laughs> like, and I remember RoboCop, and I fucking love RoboCop. Since yeah. I think I was, since I think since I was five, dude. Like you know, so it's like you know. Again, we spoke about the the rating system back then in comparison mm-hmm. to now. You know, <laughs> yeah. RoboCop was is a hard fucking R. Like RoboCop no is doubt, an man. R, dude. There was no yeah. chance, no chance you would get like fucking kids like loving robocop and nintendo games fucking from robocop and, then, and it's <laughs> cartoons, just like and cartoons yeah. of robocop and tv series and, and, and like toys all that shit and, and toys like, oh, it's like with aliens it's the same thing with aliens they got fucking merchandise robocop had merchandise it's wild how that just happened and dude like the violence in this movie is awesome there's a lot of it um there's a lot of like yeah. you know like adult language it's an adult movie like it's not a kid movie at all it's it's, through and, it's definitely not, it's dude. through and through an adult movie and at my age um like just understanding the movie throughout the years and watching it now it's it's i think it's just gotten better when i just saw it because i just forgot how well it was made and how well the um everyone in the movie actually did their part because we've seen um, campy action movies and we've seen like 80s yes. action movies where the actors are kind of doing the over the top thing because it's an 80s action movie mm-hmm. i mean but like here they have everyone's playing their proper part and it's not over the top it's just fright you know um it's like um the gang of guys right uh, yes, I, I, yes. I forget their names like they each have their little kind of role and stuff but like they're like these little one-line characters that kind of just live in the moment of that gang, like there's one guy who like he likes to fucking go around the motorcycle. The guy who melted, remember the guy right. who melted, right? So right. he he fucking likes to go around. Hey, you a college boy? Are you co- you think you're smart, college boy? <laughs> you think you're better than me, college boy? Right? So like, yeah, you have that kind of character, and then you have um a character like uh, fucking Red Foreman, right? <laughs> yes, Red Foreman, who dude. fucking just uh, it comes out and just fucking steals every scene he's in. He's so dude, good in that movie, dude. Okay, bitch, bitches leave, <laughs> bitches leave. That's so great. He just walks in. 
<laughs> bitches leave. Yeah. It is it is the best line in the movie. Bitches leave. Like it's as iconic as I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, like, dude! I, but bitches leave to me always like always cuts me, dude. It's always just like it's the perfect delivery, and that's just like a perfect like small encapsulation of like what the like he's so great. Uh, what's his name? It's Kurt Kurtwood Smith, I think. I think it's Kurtwood Smith. I remember seeing that on that seventy show. Oh yeah, really? I don't know what his name is. I just call him Red. Yeah, Red Foreman. He's Dumbass. great, man. <laughs> like you're saying, like he's he's just great, but he's also like yeah. he's not over the top. He's not. Like, like it's like he, he it's like he Yeah. Yeah. It's like he just has a personality. You're right. Yeah. Um and he does a great job in all the scenes he's in and he knows he knows his character, you know, he knows mm-hmm. what his character is supposed to be because um and this kind it because the world is not very detailed in terms of what's going on in terms of politics mm-hmm. and the time of the year or what's going on in the surroundings. It's very kind of focal um, in terms of uh, where it's going. It's just OCP versus like the precinct and then this gang and that's it. So like you don't get anything else after that. So um, they do a good job um, of writing these characters enough where you get a sense of of how the world is at that time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like, oh, th- these guys are ruthless. They're fucking, like, they have no mercy. They give no fucks. Uh, they're in it for themselves, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, when uh, Red fucking blew up the other dude's car because he had one just like his, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like this is just like, it's these kind of characters. And then, like, y- you get a sense of, that fucked up world and that fucked up kind of future, this dystopian kind of future where um, everything kind of seems to be on edge and on the edge of chaos and shit like that. And right. I think they do a good job of, of just making these characters, even like the side characters, like the little, like the little parts and the little roles, like of the, of the cops and stuff like that, where they give you little information here and there as to what's going on in the world. Like, oh, like they give you, like, for example, like at the beginning of the movie, like you get these uh, supporting character um, cops that talk about uh, Fredrickson, this cop who's dying in the hospital and blah, blah, blah. And like they want to strike. So they do a good job of injecting kind of a bit more story while they're, they're obviously kind of flowing this RoboCop action movie, like, yes. you know, right in your face. But they keep using these characters to kind of push this um i'm not sure if it's an agenda but it's uh, to push this um this mm. underlying kind of story and, and this yeah, theme it's like, you know that's it yeah that's the theme it, yeah it's not a it no, doesn't it, feel it's not, it's not an agenda per se but yeah, like it's it doesn't like, feel pushy no yeah. it's more of um of like hey you know this world is fucked up and yeah. we and we have no help and OCP. All they want to do is like and control the cops, and they're not giving us proper support. We got to go yeah. on strike and all that stuff. So yeah, so agenda yeah, wasn't just, the word for it. So I apologize it's, about it's, that. But no, no, yeah. no. It's just more. It's more information about the world. Like yeah. you're saying, it just tells us more about. It, it gives us more of the environment, and because it gives us so much of the environment, it's like it, it makes it grounded. It keeps it like like you said, like it goes all back around to what you said at the beginning, where it just feels like it, you can watch it at any time because all these themes like keep it gives it its own universe outside of like any like realistic things, you know? Yeah, like I'm I'm pretty sure we we can draw like real world shit to what's going on right now with seeing it now. 
And, and that's the same thing with like Total Recall. Like that's a, yes, a Verhoeven's yes. other kind of ma- a masterpiece, quote unquote masterpiece. But Recall is fucking great. Um, yeah, I, I would say yeah, like it's uh, it's masterpiece because yeah. that one itself it's set in the future, just like RoboCop, and mm-hmm. it has its own kind of its own zeitgeist and its own little it lives in its moment kind of because yeah. it's going between mars and earth and mars and earth and then and then they just do a really good job of um of just kind of filling in these crazy like future worlds and how yeah. they're gonna like unfold the 80s did that a lot the 80s did that a lot in terms of like yeah. a lot of movies um they You're did right. a, a good right. job of uh of being kind of detailed with their sci-fi, you know, um, yeah, which which I appreciate because like like movies like RoboCop and movies like um, They Live and movies like um, oh, the one we were just talking about. You know, honestly, I think that works with like I think it's just all eighties action. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like, done you, just well, so well that even yeah. now, years later. 30 years later, you can watch the movie and it's like, fuck, this shit is fucking rocking, dude. Yeah, because like in, an, in a normal 80s action movie, there's always like a diner scene that tells us, oh, okay, this is the kind of town he's living in. Or yeah. it's like, oh, this is the wrong truck stop. He shouldn't be here. You know, and shit like that. Like, it's, oh, it's kind of seedy. This is the kind of... like. It's yeah, like, they gave you a very simplistic kind of um, key. You know, you know yeah. how you have like a, um, a key on a map, you know? So like they gave you like a very simplistic kind of key. Like, oh, this is the town. This is the way things are mm-hmm. uh, over here. This is over there. You know what I mean? So like they kind of made a good they did a good job just writing i don't know what it is like but they it it hasn't been replicated which is wild yeah because right? like even even like robocop 2 couldn't do the same thing dude i couldn't even uh, like i've seen robocop 2 many times right but i just wanted to watch <laughs> it again you know just to have it refreshed in my mind and I just stopped watching the movie, dude. Honestly, I just stopped watching with like twenty five minutes left. Yeah, it's it's a completely different movie. It's like, it's. I'm surprised I mean, Peter literally kind of signed up for it. Yeah, like it's it's a different universe, like entirely. We got a, a different looking RoboCop. Like he's cleaner, shiny, and new. And he's like you know? baby blue and shit. Yeah, and he's got like he's got some new blue weapons. Steel, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he talks more. They kind of like um, they give him more like catchphrases. Like I think I know in the first one he said a few things, but it wasn't like it, it wasn't like um, yeah he he kind you're of dead punk you know shit like that like. But you, no, know. but he said that in part one, though. No, no, but like, in, okay, it's hard like, to, in part two, like, he talks more. Let no, no, say that then. I get what you're saying. Um, it yeah, sucks. They, um, make a, they make it <laughs> a little goofier. The world is goofier. It's a cartoon it, now. It's a bit more eccentric than, than the first one is. Yeah, there's um, like an evil cult leader guy. He Then he turns into an evil RoboCop. Well, yeah, uh, Kane is just a drug dealer, pretty much, you know? Yeah. Um, he tried to be a cool drug dealer. And then he got got <laughs> by the fucking corporate OCP, obviously. Yeah. Fucking, what, the Omni Consumer Product, right? whatever it is. All right, so let's talk RoboCop, man. Like, because we get into it in the movie pretty quickly um, mm-hmm. in terms of action and what shit goes, you know, and what happens in the movie. So 
we get the scene in particular um this very one of my favorite scenes is obviously the where murphy gets got you know where he gets yeah. just shot up and it's just so vicious it's so violent yeah. of a fi- uh, yeah. of a fucking scene like it's it's a very violent scene but it didn't feel kind of cringy violence you know what i mean yeah um it felt kind of digestible um easily absorbed better than um more malicious you know it's like yeah of course they were kind of malicious in terms of the story but in terms of how you felt watching it you didn't feel you didn't feel gross watching it you know what i mean yeah you're right that's that's a good thing uh verhoven does he's really good at that at like keeping gore kind of goofy enough and and there is gore in this movie dude yeah, yeah, but it's like it it rides that fine balance where it's like it's still really fucking violent, but it's also not like it's not mega violent. Like it never crosses that line of being like, "Oh, that's too much." You know, or "Oh, that's over the top." Like it's just it's just goofy enough to where it's like mega violent, but it's also just like, "Oh, that's still kind of like it, it's it's digestible, like you were saying. Yeah, and then again, and the, the 80s are helped a lot by the practical stuff that's yeah. being used. Like all the like all this violence is also practical violence um, in terms of like effects. Um, yes. And it's awesome. And you remember why these movies kind of hold up because they did go all out with the practical stuff, you know? Um it just like in fucking again, in Total Recall. We're gonna have to do we're gonna have to do a fucking Total Recall show. But um <laughs> anyways, I'm, I'm gonna try to not mention Total Recall again. But like it's so s- similar, like the movies in parallels. But um it's um they just do a good job of just fucking giving you good, solid fucking action, good fucking comedy at the same time. There's comedy sprinkled in here you know like uh, you know small little one-liners like i buy that for a dollar that kind of yell like oh that's fucking you know that's just fucking quirky and funny and interesting and um part two for some reason again it could have been it it reminds me a little bit of the alien franchise where Mm -hmm. part one was more and has more substance to it you know than uh then the sequel and the sequel was more action, you know, or in terms of uh, mm-hmm. what they wanted to do again was have like robots versus robots now pretty much in part two. Um, it wasn't, uh, you know, Murphy trying to get revenge on these fucking gangsters who blew the shit out of every little appendage that he had on his body. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It was wild. In part two, um, it's just like even from the start, you don't really get a sense of being immersed back into that kind of world it's like oh yeah it's cool robocop and then after watching part one and then i was watching part two immediately after i was like oh how do they fix him you know like like because he was fucked up it was battle damage robocop i mean like you know last time we saw robocop the dude got fucking pinned down by a bunch of fucking solid steel beams right um and that fucking like uh and that um you know i think i guess garbage fill or or like you know i don't know that landfill whatever it was yeah um but um but yeah uh part two it's it's very disconnected from part one and uh, yeah absolutely and it's it's not verhoven obviously um and i feel like it does the first one a little bit of an injustice because it just makes robocop into this like superhero off the bat you know where in the first one we have robocop just kind of getting self-aware right 
He becomes yeah. self-aware and he becomes, wait a minute, like something happened to me. And like I was someone before all this. I was human before all this. And um, and it's just a journey to kind of figure out who he was before and and to take back or try and take back what, um, you know, what he lost. And in part two, for instance, they try and bring his family back, which gets yeah. a little kind of like, ugh. You know, it gets a little like they they basically like you're right. They disrespect the first one by even trying to like do that stuff and failing so hard. Yeah, because um, you get a really good scene in part one where after he finds out where his address was, right, he goes to the mm-hmm. house and he has these flashbacks of like of his kid in the house and his wife in the house, and you know he's just you know and and there's no sign of his wife because obviously. They had thought he was completely dead, so she had moved on with her life and just moved from the house. And yes. um, and it's kind of just a very you know um, emotional scene for RoboCop and for Murphy. Um, yeah, to just in part kind of, one. Yeah, yeah, to just like walk around that house and just realize, holy shit! Like this was my life here. You know, like this was where I once was a human being and where I once was. You know. Yeah. So, um, and then in part two, it just kind of. Oh, it's like, oh, uh, you were stalking, like, you you can't go around stalking, like, your ex-wife or something. You know what I mean? It's like he's just hanging out outside the house and shit, just, just like, spying on the boy and his wife and all that stuff. And then his wife all of a sudden gets into the precinct. Like, how did that happen? I'm like, how does the wife reach all the way where RoboCop is being kind of recharged and shit like that no shit like i know it they were kind of coerced by the lawyers and shit who were just like total dickheads man too like just so those corporate lawyers they knew how to make fucking evil like slimy bastards you know what i mean <laughs> and uh like they were playing with her emotions obviously they, they were trying to like get her to play into whatever emotions they thought that robocop had to kind of get him back on track to their agenda and again that slimy bastard 80 shit but um part two man like it and then you have this cane guy who's like a cult with this girl you know and then this kid which always kind of baffled me is that his son oh no so that that was the other weird thing about like part two where you know you can tell this is post like toy commercials and cartoons and shit because it's like there's a ton of kids in part two yeah dude and there's still like all that ultraviolence but there's a ton of kids now and then the kid like the main kid in the movie he gets got all right yeah like the and the kids are the ones doing the crimes now because it's like oh detroit is still so fucked up but they all also know RoboCop, and everyone in the precincts like kind of like close with him now, and they're like, "Oh, they treat him like Murphy, like the old Murphy." Yeah, but like, these motherfuckers uh, shot the shit out of him. That's what I'm saying. At the end of like, fucking part one, in that like like in that penultimate sequence where yeah, um, where the um, OCP was like, "Oh, come kill RoboCop and shit. He's been attacking us." Right. Yeah. They, they And then the other cops were like, hey, why are you shooting at him? He's one of us. And they're like, oh, this is our directive. And then they start fucking just shooting the shit out of him. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Like this guy has he brought you the fucking cop killer. 
you know, and and then you're just shooting him. But this is how many, how corrupt the, the whole place was, man. The whole kind of like city, it was very Sin City esque, you could say, you know, very well, um, yeah, uh, uh, very like all or nothing kind of shit. Like the cops, yeah, like were, everyone in power is gross. Yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah you had yeah. a lot of cops and fucking, you know, bribed up. Like in part two, you had that um, that one fucking cop. Which was like, ugh, also gross too. He looked like that fucking guy. What was the guy's name? He passed away, unfortunately. But uh, oh, it? I um, I know who you're talking. I know exactly who you're talking about. But it's like, it's is it Sean Penn's brother? Yes, Chris Penn, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Uh, and speaking of which, um, just real quick, I realize Stars has best of the best. If you, if you haven't seen Best of the Best, folks, go watch Best of the Best. <laughs> yeah, the movie's good. The movie's fucking great. But um. But yeah, it's uh, he looked like fucking uh, Chris Penn, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, it would have been the perfect Chris Penn kind of situation. But uh, yeah, you have that cop who was you know kind of addicted to that nuke shit, and then he he was also getting money, um, and it was just a lot of like corruption everywhere. Even the mayor and the other kind of like uh, uh, councilmen were going to bribe or get bribed by the fucking kid. And, you know, the other drug dealers after Kane went bye-bye, right? So yeah. the whole fucking place was corrupt. And it was weird how they just didn't make it seem the same. Because in the first one, when I was watching it, it was very, besides nostalgic and, you know, just going back to your you know childhood, it was very kind of superhero-like because it was like, yo, this is a, a fucking cop over here taking down bad guys, you know, right. doing the right thing, trying to solve this fucking crime. It's like, oh, shit, he figured out he was killed. Let me solve this crime. It's So it's him actually doing something, you know? Like, in part two, he just... It just so happens this Kane guy's around. Like, how did this Kane guy start if Robocop was around, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Right? How is he such a such a big and powerful drug? I guess drug Robocop lord. was sleeping for a, a couple years, right? <laughs> Come on, yeah. man. Like, that's, that's what I, I was questioning a lot. I'm like, hey, if Robocop is still a thing and he's such a big part of this community and of the, and of the city now, how is Kane a thing? Like, so Robocop, you know, didn't, you know, care about the yeah, drug dealer. Did, you know, I don't how understand. How did that drug? That. How did they make a brand new drug right under Robocop's nose? Right under his goddamn scalp. Right. Yeah. That's all he is. His face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but speaking of face, like Peter Weller, dude. Like also, yeah, Peter Weller. I was thinking of like I kept thinking about Dread and Carl Urban. Yeah. Where so I was just like. I was just like, man, these dudes are so good at just, like, with their lips. <laughs> yeah, that, like, like, lower half. It's like a Batman thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. These guys could have made good Batmans, you know? Yeah, and, like, Peter Weller is good at, like, he he has a great tone. He has, that's yeah, like he, robo- he definitely has a great voice. Very deep kind of tone, and then it works well with the robotic kind yeah, of like effect he, they gave him, he, too. Yeah, he adds that little inflection to his voice, and he's kind, he says it, like, deadpan, yeah. but it also, like... It also sounds kind of cool, or like sometimes it's funny, and but it's like it's weird. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's so much personality in it. Like, it's, ha- have you had the chance to watch the behind the scenes stuff for this movie? By the way, no, like, no. Like the you know his suit is just so dope. Like they made this thing out of like foam and like latex and all this other kind of you know um, special effects material, and mm-hmm. it's. 
it was awesome actually seeing Peter Weller in it because you don't really get a sense of like, hey, is this a, like a, a prosthetic or something? Like it just looks yeah. so it looks so well done. Like even now, you're like, holy shit! Like of course, you know the you know the mechanics of everything is a little bit wonky because it's you know the time it was oh, made, right. but yeah. like it every, everything just looks so nicely made and very well thought out and on top of that it um it's cool how peter weller was able to kind of make this character flow and like yeah. uh, for instance when he was walking right he would oh, have to turn dude. his head first and then turn his body you know he did a so good smart. job of being a fucking robot you know <laughs> it was yeah. so good dude and 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 it was it, it it was so good that like you have to commend him dude cuz throughout the whole robocop kind of you know um you know lifespan in this movie it's very like robotic you know every kind of movement is very is very robotic is very kind of s- stiff you know and yes. uh, fucking just thinking that it's this guy in a suit, it's Peter Weller in a suit doing this is wild. Thinking that an actor was acting like this robot the whole entire time, you know? Yeah, it's like it, it's like he moves slow but precise. Yeah, it's it's so cool. You're right that like a dude is making this happen. Like he can look, he looks like a robot, yeah. and that's when you're you're like, man, like they, that's when that's eighties prosthetics, it's yeah, exactly, 80s, like practical effects. It's the actor like, in a fucking like legit RoboCop yeah. suit. They went but, the extra, um, and then when he, oh, dude, I I remember as a kid seeing the the face reveal for the first time. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, it, oh, the that face reveal is so. You might good. not like what you see. <laughs> <laughs> That was um that was really great. And even till this day, I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? That's really Dude, cool looking, you know? Murphy had a wife and son. I re- was what was it? I feel them, but I cannot remember them. <laughs> hey man. But it's a, you know what though? Like it's a fucking No, but it was good. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's Peter a tragic Weber, man. story, man. If you it's, think about it, like it's a re- it's I, a tragic revenge story. I think he got yeah. killed on his first day on the job, right? Like not, <laughs> not on the job because he was a transfer from a different precinct. So yeah. like on his first day in the new precinct, I think I think that was his first day, right? Yeah. Oh man. It was that's bad luck bro if it was his first day because you don't see the time span so it looks like it's still his first day you know but um if that's the case damn it's just fucking bad luck but you know how bad the fucking place is when they call for backup and they're like oh yeah backup is 15 minutes away you know like holy shit we're about to and then it's funny one thing i do have to rag on them is about how like they were. They didn't really look like you know cops holding their weapons. You know, <laughs> it was very um. You know, it was very B movie esque the way they held their yeah. weapons. Yeah, everybody, anybody who holds a gun in these movies always looks kind of fu- like funky. Yeah, like think about the first gun you see in this movie. Or no, no, that's not the first. No, no. When was the ED two hundred nine meeting? I can't remember when it. It's like a little after open. Okay, yeah, that never was, mind. Yeah. That was in the first 30 minutes, for sure. Okay, yeah. This was like, I couldn't remember if it started in... Point is, like, even, like, look how big that fucking gun is. He's like, point the gun to ED-209. And he's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a fucking Desert Eagle, point five, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking Yosemite Sam's fucking gun, dude. Like, that's a, and that's part of the stuff where, like, it's Verhoeven, who's always, like... 
they could total recall. Like, the gore in that movie, like, especially the head popping and stuff, it's goofy, but yeah. it's also, like, it's also gore. Exactly, you know? but you know what's my favorite gore moment in, in the movie um, is when... Uh, our boy gets, uh, when he drives right into the fucking big ass tank of a toxic waste. Oh, dude. And oh, then he yeah. melts. Dude, that scene forever, ever, ever, ever. I remember as a kid, it always kind of freaked me out, dude, because it was like this dude just melting. And yeah. then um, I was looking very close to the detail today when I was watching the movie. And they just did such a good job with their prosthetic. Like, you can see, like, the bone. They did a good, like, uh, you know, like, bone finger and the skin mm-hmm. coming off of the bone. It was very fucking well done. And it's one of my favorite parts of the movie where he just drives into the vag. You're like, yo, you fucking deserve that shit, you know, because you're a piece of shit. So, yeah, it's also, yeah. it's also random. Yeah. Like, Big bag of toxic waste. It's, it's not even acid, it's just toxic waste. Right? Yeah. Like, so but uh it was uh that's great, man. That's what I'm saying. That, that's that 80s shit back, though, for sure. Yeah, it goes back to the eighties cartoonish stuff. Like it's like and you know, you're right. There's so much like violence in these movies, but it's all kind of like goofy. I think that's why, like, that's why we were able to see this as a kid or two. I remember seeing this, like, a long-ass time ago. Yeah, because also, it's like I said, like, you saw RoboCop as a superhero. Yeah. You you saw him as, like, (laughs) because honestly, he he was a fucking perfect, like, you know, baby face, you know? Uh, He was, (laughs) as they say in the wrestling industry, a white me baby face, right? You know, you're right. You know, he was uh, uh, blue eyes. Great smile, you know, family <laughs> man. He wants to impress his son. He has that cool gun twirl that he wants to do to impress his kid. You know, he gets fucking, you know, riddled with bullets. And then he yeah, there's this comeback story. You know, it's it's totally oh, fucking yeah. then, great as a gets, kid. You're like, yeah, fucking Robocop. Kill those fuckers, yeah. You know? It's like he gets fucking fucked over by the commissioner. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, get, like as a kid too. You're like, you know what? This it's like watching Rocky Four, right? Yeah. Or any yeah, kind of Rocky right. movie, but specifically Rocky Four because it has that '80s vibe to it. So you get that feeling where you're like, you you have this baby phase that you want to root for. You're like, yeah, fuck him up, fuck him up. You know, what I mean, like the dude's just creating chaos. But you're like, no, he has a mission. He has to get his fucking revenge. You know, so um, he can still fuck shit up. And speaking of that, like, that brings up a point, like, where, like, RoboCop really wasn't a kind of tame law enforcement unit. You know what I mean? RoboCop was just shooting dudes, like, left and right, right? <laughs> and and it, it goes through that, yeah, he was a superhero. Like, as a kid, you saw him as a superhero. But as an adult, you're like, dude, yeah, he's getting it done. This dude yeah, legit yeah. is mowing guys left and right down just to make sure he gets his vengeance. And then at the end, at the very end, where he figures out that Directive 4 bullshit, um, yes. uh, you know, he just shoots uh, Dick Jones, right? And Dick Jones <laughs> just fucking falls out the window. And the funniest animation. I'm not sure if yeah. you realized it, but the arms on Dick Jones when he, when he fell out the window <laughs> probably grew like five feet. Right? Did you see that? You notice that? Yeah, Yeah, dude. It's that's what I'm saying. That's all this goofy shit. Fucking eighty shit, man. Um, And then I mean, an ED two hundred nine on the stairs, dude. That's classic, dude. That is classic RoboCop. Like, like 
my childhood shit. Just seeing yeah. like a robot try and get his position on the step, and like a, <laughs> and like RoboCop just look at him like it's like, yo, dude, I don't know what you're gonna do, bro. Like you know, I got I got feet, I got legs, you know. So you know, good luck. And then you see him kind of roll over, and then you get this kind of like animal squeal from this robot. And, like, it was like um. Like a crying baby turtle, right? Just like yeah. upside down. He couldn't get up. He couldn't get up. Um, so that was dope. And then it, what was even great was at the end when RoboCop had that really big gun and shot the ED robot, you know, like outside the of the OCP building. Yeah, he, dude. he was like, yeah, I got you. I know how to solve this real quick. Let me just shoot you with this really big rail gun. It was like that gun from Eraser with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, um, no shit. Yeah, right. You're right. Yeah, the yeah. real gun, right? I was just really impressed at how good it um, it still is and how well it stands the test of time. Um, and like I was telling you earlier, it just like lives in that moment in time, and you're able to kind of absorb it at any moment in your life because of how well executed it was. Um, that movie was made. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the sequels to RoboCop were kind of trash. Um, I was kind of telling you earlier. Yeah. um, What's so there's, there's part three. I've never seen. Yeah. There's a part three. Peter Weller's not in part three. Right. So, so, so off the bat, part two is kind of whack because Verhoeven's not involved and part three, Peter Weller's not involved. So it's like, what the fuck? So RoboCop's not really RoboCop. You know who actually plays him? The fucking guy from Stephen King's thinner movie. Um, You know the guy who lost (laughs) bad weight? Yeah, so that guy fucking plays the RoboCop in the movie. And they have the balls to even take the fucking helmet off RoboCop and show his face. I'm like, that's, I'm like, you could have just kept the fucking helmet on. That's true. You know what I mean? And pretended it was Peter Weller. Yeah, Yeah. dude. You could have kept the fucking helmet on, right? Because for a while, Right? I was like, holy shit, is that Peter Weller? I thought it was. But then I looked into it. I was like, oh, what the fuck? So they did a good job of kind of um, of having him um, um, do his voice, like um, emulate his voice properly. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and, yeah, okay. Yeah, so he did a good job to the point where I thought that was Peter Weller. Um, but it wasn't. And uh, the movie's <laughs> fucking trash. So Robocop gets a jetpack in part three. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say. And I believe he fights some, like, he fights some ninjas. Who also have jetpacks, I think. But oh, um, yeah, yeah, okay. Th- that alone, so they no kept, Peter they Weller kept alone. That, so they kept that cartoonish shit going. Okay. Yeah, it was like watching Alien Resurrection. You know, mm. it was very over the top. All the characters were very kind of, eh, you know, mm. yeah. Um, that was, sucks. Yeah. No wonder Peter Weller didn't come back, dude. I don't fucking blame him. I'm surprised he came back for part two. I mean, um, I, I'm sure. I guess like, the money was good because of the merchandising, all right. So yeah, I'm sure that, and like maybe he had a good time of part one because that's the thing. It's like, Robocop, of course, man. Yeah, like it's the thing. Watching it now, and uh, I was like, "There's not enough of this movie." I like. I think. I think I sent you that. Like yeah, right after I saw I, it, I was I just agree. like, "I wanted some more." Like you know what it is. Like it felt like a really good video game where he was driving around. Oh, a crime in progress. Let me go stop that crime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then go evolve myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get some experience points. Yeah, you know, you're right. And he, then go to the, the next crime. There's a whole but there's a whole chunk in the beginning where he's just like taking just, down. Yeah, random just driving criminals. around. But then he gets you know caught up obviously because he wants to find out what the fuck happened to himself. So he he gets uh, caught up with uh, you know. Red Foreman's character. <laughs> You're so, right. Yeah. He he goes to the story mission instead of like stopping yeah. the crime on the street. Okay. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> he goes back to quest mode, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, he goes back to the story quest and fucking moves the story forward. Yeah, but there's like, a lot of side missions that um, <laughs> that could have been done, but weren't. You know, but weren't. I guess you know, money and time. I guess. Yeah, but like I know, and seeing it like it's over the ninety minutes. It's like a hundred and like it's hundred and ten or some shit like that. Like yeah, it's pretty yeah. much close to two hours, but it still doesn't feel like it, yeah. It's like an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah, but it feels like it's it's less than that. Like uh, yes, a, a lot of it does. Yeah, it's paced really well because you know why? Because you're thrust right into it right away. So yeah. you know, like you're given that like um that OCP introduction with uh, with the ED robot. And, you know, and the failure of the ED robot. So you get right away, you see a dude get blasted by a fucking robot. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, to- in, a, in a conference room, you know, where it wasn't supposed to happen, which is great. And the boss was like, oh, my God, I'm very disappointed at you, Dick Jones. You know? Uh, <laughs> but, um, but, but right away, you're thrust into this kind of world kind of quickly where there's fucking robots right there and there's dudes yeah. getting killed in boardrooms and nobody really gives a shit yeah. but um yeah robocop is fun i highly recommend watching it it is one of those movies it just feels like you can watch it over and over again and it's gonna always be fucking dope it's uh yeah. it's it's well paced to the point where like you mentioned you want more it's like whoa it's like where's the rest of it but yeah they did a great job with the practical effects i love the practical effects in this movie they did a great job just formulating this entire kind of interesting future that the you know that the people thought they were getting into in the 80s you know but yeah um robocop it's one of those things that still kind of live forever you know they tried to yes. do a remake of robocop with oh, um right with, yeah with that dude i forgot what that dude's name is i want to say joel kinnaman yes and that movie sucked. I want to say, because he was one of those guys they kept trying to throw into everything at one point. Yeah, and he's not that good. So I don't understand why that happened. So, uh, yeah, that new Robocop was trash. Yeah. So. Michael Keaton got was mixed in that with- shit, right? Yeah, he was the boss. He, he was, was the he was the Dick Jones of the movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Was his name and, Dick Jones um, in the movie? Uh, I shit, I don't even remember. But, like, what I remember from the reboot is, like, uh, it was, like, this black suit that was, like, super sleek. They kept his human hand. It was trash. (laughs) Yeah, one of his hands was human. Like, the gun hand was the human hand. That is stupid. Why would you leave the hand that actually pulls the trigger to be fucking human? That's the most important reflex there. Like, and you're gonna leave a human hand there. It was like it, like it was like in the original where um, yes. the guy um, whose idea, whose main idea was this uh, this program, right? He comes in and he goes like, um, right, like in the um, in the premature stages still of the Robocop program. He he comes back and is like, hey, why do we have his left arm still? He's like, oh yeah, we were able to save his arm, so we thought you know we can keep it. He's like, no, like you know we you know. He signed, you know, he signed uh, his life over to OCP when he became a cop. Fucking make him a robot. (laughs) Give him a robot arm, you know? Why are we going to keep a human arm? It's the same thing in the fucking remake. Like, why would you even keep a human arm on a full robot? Like, ugh. Yeah, like, no, and and in the remake, (laughs) the remake, it was like his organs were intact. Like, they kept the organs, but put the robot on top of the organs. They kept his organs in the face. I remember this. Trash! Look, I don't know why I remember so much about the remake. Let me just say, I thought the suit was cool. Yeah, the suit was cool. 
<laughs> and then he had a motorcycle, right? On top of that. Right. Yeah, it was like I thought it was. I thought the suit was cool. I mean, it's a bad movie, but yeah, like, it was a terrible movie. But the you know, yeah, the suit was alright, but the the movie was so fucking terrible. It sucks because you got more movie than suit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? With that being said, I feel yeah. With that being said, um, <laughs> luckily with the first uh, um, incarnation of. Of this RoboCop character, we get all movie, all characters. Yeah. And we want more because it was just done so well. Um, You can watch the sequel if you want. I don't recommend it. Seeing it now, it's not that great. Yeah, Um, me neither. Yeah. Uh, The third one, I wouldn't even touch that. Um, They had a series on TV, I think, as well, based off of that third movie, which was a big mistake. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So just stick to the original. RoboCop 1, Paul Verhoeven, the uh, 1988, I believe it was, or 87. um, 88, I think it is. Um, And then uh, enjoy it. It's great. It's a great action movie. Um, It's a great movie of the time. It's, It's cool to see how they thought of the future back in the 80s you know and seeing what like it's cool to see at times in all sci-fi movies where you see like oh the year is uh 1999 right (laughs) and you're like oh man right (laughs) is that what they thought of 1999 you know so yeah every time you see like demolition man oh dude yeah (laughs) hey man as long as i keep the taco bell coming i'm good you don't worry, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's, it's a really good movie, man. RoboCop is really good. It has good moments. It has moments where you're like, fuck yeah, you know? Uh, and uh, it has moments where you're like, oh man, that was uh, that was kind of deep for a robot, you know? When, like, for, like, when he first pauses at that gas station, when he realizes he knows... That perp, right? Yeah. Um, he just pauses there, and you start to begin to get into his into his head, and like, oh shit, he remembers who this guy was, and from there he starts becoming self aware, which which I think is great how they do how bit by bit you see him become a bit more you know human per se in terms of his uh you know his memory and his recognition, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was really dope. Um it's it's a well done movie. Fucking watch Robocop. You're not gonna get anything better in terms of, of Robo and a cop movie. Um <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, um right. It's, it's very well done by Paul Verhoeven. Like I mentioned before, don't bother with the sequels. And um you know one thing uh I did actually kind of see recently as well that uh, that wasn't very kind of good. Besides RoboCop 2 and RoboCop 3. Was Scoob. Mm-hmm. Shit, man. I, Scoob wasn't very good. Yeah. I, I'm it, surprised they made it. Yeah, just like, just to put it out there bluntly, Scoob, uh, Warner Brothers, they put it on digital because they were smart. You know, they, they like Universal, they were like, no, this ain't, the theaters aren't opening up anytime soon, you know, and they dropped a digital. And you know, luckily they did drop a digital, you know. Yeah, no, it was no good. Um, yeah, because mm, it would have made some money that first week and then never again. Yeah, it's not even a kid movie. Like, my kids weren't even interested in it. Yeah. Um, Who, who's it made for, dude? Like, I, there's weird, like, pop culture references that don't make sense. Like, I like all kind of the old. Hanna-Barbera stuff in it, but only because, you know, I'm, I was big into Boomerang and, and, and the yeah. Hanna-Barbera cartoons. 
Um, so that was kind of like, that's why I kind of was like, oh, that's cool. It's Dick Dastardly for fucking wacky races, you know, like. Yeah, Muttley, like, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dude, right? I'm like, holy shit, like, ooh, all of a sudden Dick Dastardly's in this movie. But it was weird. I I would have thought they would have given us a more traditional kind of Scooby-Doo movie. You yeah, know? there's no, like, mystery or No, nothing. there really isn't. Um, we know the villain is Dick Dashley from the start. Um, I was really disappointed with the movie. I thought it would have been better to follow them as young kids first, you know what I mean? Like, why not start them young right there? Just like, um, yeah, just like a pup named Scooby-Doo, right? Yeah, it's... Oh, I love a pup named Scooby-Doo. That, that, it's my favorite yo, one. Saturday morning Red, cartoons, baby. It's my favorite one. Red a pup named Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo. Fucking... Red Fred Harry, Red Harry. Always be like, and the purpose for red hair, red hair, <laughs> and then and then that kid would just show up like yeah, every time. That yeah, that was a good fucking show, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it starts the movie that way. But like it, that would have been better. Like, why not take it back to like the more juvenile fun shit, right? You yeah, know, like, like like why the fuck not? You have a talking dog, which again. You're right, by the way. You were right about this before as well. I, I didn't see it like or hear it, I should say, back then when I first saw the trailer. But him talking, I was like, no good. Like, it's weird, right? He talks too much and too clear. There's not enough R's in his fucking yeah, talk. Because they, they play around with it sometimes. Like when he says raggy. Yeah, and but stuff like, like that. But then I'm like, why would you only make that that joke then? Yeah. Because then it's like, it, why is he only saying shaggy weird? Yeah. You know? Um, you, you I, see, you got what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. It felt out of character. Um, the whole thing felt out of character, honestly. It uh, did. You're right. Yeah. One thing that was cool though, was that blue Falcon ship and the way that chick fucking uh, steered it. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was dope. Yeah, like <laughs> that's the thing. Like it, it has cool stuff in it. Yeah. Like the, the Cerberus design at the, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to, well, Who cares? light spoil Spoil yeah, it. Well, Okay, spoilers for Scoob. It took me two guess, watches to finish it. Spoil it. <laughs> I like the that the fact that it was them summoning hell. Like Dick Dastardly's whole thing was like, oh, I'm going to open a gate to hell. So because Butley got trapped on the other yeah, side. Got trapped on, yeah, my best yeah. friend got trapped on the other side. This, yeah, that was his whole thing. You know. Yeah. And like it, that was cool. The Cerberus design is cool. Like I like I like their looks actually. Like I I liked how I liked how Scooby looked. He looked like it was amazing. Yeah, the movie like, looked oh. good. Yeah, yeah, the movie did look good. Um, it looks good. The Hanna Barbera yeah. uh, updated characters like Captain Caveman. Captain he's, Caveman, yeah. He's Tracy Morgan. He's great. I, I loved know, that it. Was great, right? Yeah. <laughs> when he's like, oh, word. That was like dope. And it was cool how like. Um, <laughs> Fucking uh, the Blue Falcon recruited a um, like a, a whole bunch of the other guys um, at the end of the movie. They're like, yeah. oh, a Blue Falcon recruits. Uh, what's the the fucking uh, Magilla Gorilla? Is it? Yeah, yeah. And um, and then also Captain Caveman and um, a whole bunch of uh, other Hannibal Barbera characters. But like that was the fun stuff. I think I had more fun watching the credits than I did watching the movie because it yeah. showed all the other Hannibal. Uh, you know the Hanna Barbera characters you never got in the movie. Yeah, it, it's I I would have liked that. Like, just to, why couldn't they animate it? Why couldn't you just do it? Yeah, <laughs> give, dude. Us, that, give like, us that post credits. Give it to me in the credits, dude. I'm like, yeah. you, you made me sit through all this shit just to give me the good stuff in the credits. Yeah, come on, man, be a pal. 
And yeah, like the Blue Falcon stuff is cool. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like if this means we get like a Hanna Barbera like movie, like I'm like down. if it's just I'm yeah, if it's like it's like Scoob into the Scoobiverse, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it'll just be like a Scooby Doo sequel, Scoob Two. And it's like, oh, all this other shit in it. I'm fine. If that's what it means, then we get, like, Hanna-Barbera stuff in, in... It looks good, so I wouldn't mind seeing that. It's not a good movie, but I like seeing the characters. Nah, if okay. anything, you know what they should do? They should start bringing back those cartoons, like, in fucking 3D animation, you know what I mean? Dude, honestly, yeah. Like, do what uh, do what Pixar does in Disney, where they do those Toy Story shorts. Yeah, do you, yeah exactly. Do the shorts, and then they usually become TV shows... That revived the whole fucking franchise for other younger kids and shit, you know? Yeah, it's Warner Brothers, right? So yeah. do that for HBO Max. Fucking do a bunch of 3D Scooby fucking shows. Can't wait for Max, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome. I mean, Scoob... Okay, so yeah, at the end of the day, skip that one too. Like, honestly, like... Yeah, no, don't actually, bother. Don't, yeah. don't bother. Go watch Trolls too. Yeah, honestly, stay away from Scoob if you want to... If you're curious about it, then I'd say, why not watch it? Watch but Trolls just, too. Yeah. Scoob, you'll have to just leave in the background if you are going to watch it. It's not even a background movie. <laughs> it's not. No, yeah. it really isn't. But uh, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We highly appreciate it. I hope everyone's staying safe. I hope everyone is having um, a safe time out there. And thank you once again for listening. This is the morgue episode 35 and once again check out all our social feeds instagram facebook twitter all that good stuff um i'm revamping the website actually it's a work in progress so stay tuned for that and yeah once again as always man we got the very awesome nick valdez comicbook.com joining us Mm -hmm, indeed and i I myself (laughs) and i am artropodia the guy behind the face um and stay tuned uh, for some cool stuff down the line man we, i have some cool stuff planned up follow me on instagram god damn it <laughs> you yeah, know follow the feeds uh follow thanks. the feeds you know follow thanks. all the feeds we're thanks always to glenn. on there um, <laughs> um thanks to glenn for the music and um thanks to everyone out there i hope you guys are staying safe you guys are staying healthy social distancing washing your fucking hands And again, it's a scary world out there, but we're here to walk you through it. Mm